Hi, this is Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and life coach. I'm also author of several self-help books. Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast is about strategies to think positively every day. We will cover relationships, positive energy, the power of attraction, and how to mindfully experience each day so that you can become your best self. Today, I have Hillary Harley with us, and Hillary began her astrological studies with teachers Dietrich Pesson, Monique Pommier, and Dorothy Oja, and founded Harley Holistic Healing. She's a Reiki master and certified to read the Akashic Records. Reiki and Akashic Records are integral into her astrology readings. In addition to being a holistic healer, she is author of Ring of Truth, a student of Kundalini Yoga, and attended SMU and later received her master's from Suffolk. So I interview people on my podcast that can help people think more positively so we can lessen anxiety in the world. And people may wonder, how can astrology help lessen anxiety? But it actually really helped me. Hillary did a reading for me over six months ago, and it was so helpful, and I learned so much uh, that really explained why I do what I do. For instance, when my daughter had abusive coaches, so many people before me tried to get rid of them. I was a coach at the time, so I understood how to motivate young people. But some coaches have that outdated philosophy of tearing them apart, humiliating them, beating them up, so that they're actually afraid to make mistakes, and they mistakenly think it motivates them. Of course, the opposite happens. So I helped my daughter, who was captain at the time, to get rid of them so they were no longer working with young women. Many parents desperately wanted this to happen, but sat on the sidelines to watch because they didn't want it to negatively affect their child. They didn't want to get involved. And it was easy for them to sit and watch. And I always thought to myself, why can't it be easy for me to just sit and watch? Why can't I just let other people do that work? But I've always taken action when something was wrong, even though there were a lot of negative consequences when you speak up against powerful people, it was worth it. And I've always challenged power and I never knew why. So basically, I can't ignore anything. And when you did my chart... <laughs> You knew nothing about me, but explain that I was a voice for the people. You said you saw a megaphone and a radio transmitter and told me that I was the messenger of truth and that people listened when I spoke. And you had no idea at the time that I was literally working on this podcast to do just that. And wow. you, I know. And it was great. I mean, because it took the pressure off me to change because I couldn't help who I was. And okay. now I knew it was really in the DNA, you know? Right, right, right. I just found it comforting. And you also told me that I was a master manifester, which I actually teach people to do. Wow. And yeah. so it helped me really believe that I had this incredible power within me so that mm -hmm. I could share that message. So thanks for coming on today. Thank you for hosting me, Mary Kay. So I wanted to ask you, how did you discover astrology? And were you always fascinated by the stars as a young girl? How did you fall into it? I always say that astrology or any kind of 
offbeat path, whether it's a metaphysical, holistic healing art or your avocation that you're passionate about, it chooses you rather than you choose it. And so when I was very young, my grandmother, my mother's mother was very into astrology and she used to talk to me about my sun sign, which is cancer, the crab and what a nurturing sign this was and she presented all the positive attributes of it Mm -hmm. and really engaged me in it and my parents were not opposed to her talking to me about it but in terms of me pursuing it they were not believers Mm -hmm. and they were quote-unquote modern people western approaches to science life philosophy attitudes cultural Mm mm-hmm And so I put it away for a long time as I got older and I started to drive or I happened to be on vacation or in libraries, I would always find my way to the metaphysical section of a bookstore or library. Mm -hmm. And I would either buy books with my pocket change or I would take books out from the library and I would sort of covertly read them and was always fascinated by it. And it it gave me this inner glow is the only way I can express it. It Mm -hmm. just felt like my soul was lighting up and almost on fire, but in a very positive way. Wow. Well, I'm a Cancer too. I didn't even know we were the same sign. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I like you so much. (laughs) Yep. There's another water sign for you. Right. Well, what are the Akashic Records? Because people talk about that and not everybody knows what they are. Yes. So it's it's rather large to explain in terms of putting your mind around, but it is essentially all information. If you think of it as a universal internet, that's what the Akashic Records are. It, it, if you think of it as all written, all experiential, all uh, video or film, all audio. It's a record of everything for all time. It's huge. It dwarfs the concept of the internet. And anybody can tap into it. There are courses. I took Linda Howe, H-O-W-E, her course and learned how to tap into it. And it fits beautifully with astrology because your astrological birth chart is a piece of your Akashic record. What I found was when I opened the Akashic records, it opened much more information to me than the astrological chart. One's astrology chart is a gateway And it certainly is a blueprint, and it shows the GPS, where you're going, how to get there, your blessings, your challenges. But the Akashics is like, oh, and all of this other information is supplemental. This is potential. These are the options you have. And it just really provides incredible supplementary information. 
What's your sign, and can you give us general traits of each sign? For instance, are all cancers maternal? Are Leos always loud and the center of attention? How would you describe a few of these signs? So I can walk you through each sign, but I think it generally helps to look at the elements. Each sign is an element. There are fire signs earth signs, air signs, and water signs. And they share some commonalities, which are fire signs are are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. That's about initiation, meaning pushing forward, pushing boundaries, exploration, adventure, getting things going, starting things up. Mm -hmm. If you think of the element of fire, that brings a spark to life. Mm -hmm. So that's what those signs are about. The earth energies are about manifestation and Mm -hmm. getting things actually done. (laughs) (laughs) They bring home the bacon. So they're builder and building block energies, Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. Mm -hmm. They're about business and really creating and achieving the goal that the other signs either begin or are dreaming about. (laughs) Right? Right. So then the water signs are Cancer the Crab, Scorpio, and Pisces. And these are the emotional signs. And they flow, they dream, they inspire. They're very creative Mm-hmm. And they're very nurturing. They're very meditative, and they're also very spiritual signs. Then the air signs, Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, are about communication, knowledge, thinking, information sharing, dissemination, and information gathering. Mm-hmm. So that's about knowledge communication, connectivity, the great information highway. They're the connector signs. Okay. So when I was managing a sales team years ago, I found it funny. I didn't even realize it until we were celebrating birthdays that everyone was basically born the same month and I had happened to only hire water signs. Have you heard that before? (laughs) I have definitely heard that people in hiring positions or manager positions definitely can hire people who either have the same sun or moon sign Mm -hmm. or ascendant, the rising sign. And those tend to be attractors. It's the same thing with couples, Mm -hmm. romantic partnerships people who have long-standing marriages tend to have either the same sun and the moon or ascendant and rising signs. Sometimes it can be all water of the family. My family, we have all water signs. The oh, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing and it's a challenging thing because it can be either a placid, beautiful, calm lake or it can be a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, everybody's dreaming. <laughs> no one's getting anything done. So how does astrology work? How would you prepare to read someone's chart? So it's like anything else. You break it down step by step. If you think of learning a dance or a dance routine, 
you break it down into pieces. And so I begin with the rising sign. Then I look at the sun, the moon, the rising sign. Those are the big three because the rising sign is the lens that you use to look at the world. The sun is your identity and how you project yourself into the world. Then you look at the moon, which is hugely important because that's how you relate emotionally, what you connect to. And it really is, it's the driving force underneath everything. Then I look at all the different planets and the different houses and then the different signs. So it takes a while to learn how to practice and read a chart. And it's like, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. Mm -hmm. So it, it does take a bit of fine tuning, but it's really about bringing together all the different elements. And I, again, I use an artistic metaphor. It's like a piece of music. You have all these different elements. I don't know if people have seen the movie Inside Out by Pixar, where the little girl has the different emotions in her head Mm -hmm. and that's what a chart is each planet is talking in a particular language which is the sign with a particular role like a house that they're in the house of say health or partnership and it's how that planet is expressing itself any kind of connections it makes to other planets or doesn't make, is it operating on its own? And it really has a particularly loud role in that person's chart. Mm-hmm. So it's a thumbprint that gives people and a blueprint of people's personalities. Right, right. What are some of the more interesting stories about the astrology <laughs> readings you've done? <laughs> I've had several over the last 20 years. One that stands out the most is one of my favorite clients. And she had been referred to a woman to me by another female client. And I didn't know her at all. And she came to me the day before she was to to deliver her firstborn child. (laughs) And I thought, this is really gutsy. <laughs> totally. When, what I do when I read a chart, I always prepare either the morning before or the day before so that I have time to synthesize the information in the chart. And when I looked at her chart, I thought, this woman has really struggled to have a family. And then she walks in out to here, pregnant, and I was blown away. I was like, she either doesn't have children or she's not going to have children or she is going to have many children after she conquers or moves through these significant obstacles she had in her chart. Mm -hmm. But I could tell she was a tour de force, like a real creative powerhouse. Mm Mm-hmm. So because that creativity and whether it's of the body or the mind producing actual human beings or products or projects, that's the same sector in astrology. 
So in she walks and she tells me she's having a scheduled C-section the next day. This is her firstborn. And we walked through her chart and I said, you're on your way. She had spent years moving through really significant challenges to trying to get pregnant. And here she was. And how incredibly brave to come for a reading because Mm -hmm. and I took her so gently by the hand and walked her through and I'm thrilled to say she's gone on to have a second child. Oh, good. But she was well into her 40s. That was one of the most unbelievable ones. I have had a few other people that have come almost as a test to see, to test me, to see how I would share information or if this was a a real science or real, I don't know what to say, uh, real practice, mm-hmm. if there was any truth to what I was saying. And those have always been very interesting to me because I'm like, if you don't believe it, then why are you walking in my door? You know? Right, right. If you're questioning everything. But mm-hmm. I'm sure you convinced them otherwise. <laughs> well, when I, when I bring up things, especially astrology deals with patterns and when I talk about repeating patterns that, that happen or personality traits mm-hmm. and, and I peg them very quickly, I always say I'm reading a map. It's not to diminish what I'm doing, but that's the quickest way to explain what I'm doing. I am reading a map of the sky the moment you were born. Mm-hmm. And all, all I am doing is translating and It's literally like if you were speaking French or any other language. And so when I peg people, that diminishes their skepticism a little. It diffuses it. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. How could reading a chart help lessen anxiety? I know how it helped me, but have you seen this with any other clients? Let's just say my practice is, I would say 70% crisis driven people have problems, either a breakup, a job loss, a problem with their child, and they want reassurance. They want to know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I will say with any metaphysical energy, you're dealing with probabilities whether it's Reiki, it's how the person allows themselves to respond. I don't give a hundred percent money back guarantee, but what I'm dealing with are, this is on the horizon. And Mm -hmm. so I focus on possibilities and potential. Mm -hmm. I do not. Yes. It's, it's not like I'm a Mary Sunshine or Pollyanna. Mm -hmm. I do talk about things, challenges and obstacles. But when I talk about the obstacles, I always talk about the tools that the person has in their toolkit of the astrological chart to climb over the hurdle. And that really empowers that is the whole point of an astrological reading is to empower the client to know that they have the wherewithal the tools the information the ability to 
conquer or move through any sort of passage. <clears throat> that's that's really interesting. I was just thinking about when you did my chart and you had there was a house about children. Mm-hmm. And you described my children as being creative and athletic. And those are the two words that I would have used to describe them. So mm-hmm. that was interesting because I didn't realize a chart even included children. Mm-hmm. If, if you, yes, I mean, it doesn't say that you're necessarily going to have children mm-hmm. if the house is empty, for instance, but if you do choose to have children, what kind of children? Because it's indicated by the sign on the house of children. So if you do have a big time planet in there, say Jupiter or Saturn, mm-hmm. then it also indicates what kind of child you'll have. What would that, what type of child would be with like Jupiter? And Well, Jupiter is the Titan of abundance and expansion. Mm-hmm. So typically they're going to be very successful, mm-hmm. um, interested in learning, depending on the sign. It could be somebody that is emotionally connected, sympathetic, empathetic. If it's, say, a, a fire sign, a real go-getter, trailblazer, entrepreneur, there are lots of different ways it can manifest. Do you need to be highly intuitive when reading a chart or can anyone do it? So I will say astrology is the most cerebral of the metaphysical arts, Mm -hmm. of the healing arts. You do need to want to read a chart. You need to have a drive because it, it takes a lot of book learning and studying. And I still go to conferences. So yes. It is an intuitive art. The science piece is the science of the stars. Mm -hmm. And then the artistic and and healing piece, it's both an art and a science. And the artistic piece is the intuitive. So to me, it's almost the perfect science because it's holistic. It brings left brain and right brain, the intuitive and the logical. But you do have to have a curiosity with it because there is a learning curve with it. Right. When is a great time to manifest and why? Because I often hear about the full moon, time to manifest. And I I was curious about that. So manifestation is tied to lunar cycles. The moon, because it has to do with nurturing, this has always been the guide for human beings on earth to plant, sow, and grow, and then harvest. Mm -hmm. Back in ancient agrarian times, farmers, hunter-gatherers, all of this. But we can now use it for modern-day living in terms of what we want to bring about and manifest in our life. So typically, and I teach a whole course on lunar cycles and how your lunar sign, your moon sign, what you're, you're drawn to create. So with a lunar cycle, the new moon, we just had a new moon in Taurus two days ago on the 11th. You always want to hand write 
because it, it's the process of the mind-body connection versus typing. You want to handwrite three to five goals, and you can be very as specific as you want, and then either plant them in the ground, cast them into a moving body of water, meaning a stream with an outlet, or set them on fire. It doesn't really matter. And that setting of intention really cements your ideas and your desires into the world. And then first quarter moon, full moon is harvest. First quarter moon is about taking action, doing the thing to bring about your intentions, your goals. And then the full moon is a time of culmination, fruition, and harvesting. That's when the, under the glare of the full moon, you see the product of your labor. So you just really got to follow the moon. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. Moon <laughs> is very, very important for anything that you want to, to grow in your life. Mm -hmm. If you want to manifest more money, the more specific you are, it's not just that you want to write down, I need more money in my bank. Well, ideas around how you setting intentions, making a, it's like making a business plan for your life. Mm -hmm. and being the clearer you are, the better it is. Right. So using the moon to make a business plan about your life. That's interesting because I was, when I was young, I don't know why, but every time I saw a full moon, I would make a wish. So mm -hmm. it's kind of the same. It was just intuitive to me. Oh, I see the moon. I'm going to make a wish now. <laughs> well, and... You're a cancer sun sign, so the moon rules cancer. So you're, in particular, very connected to the moon. And it's not that you can't set intentions. There's no hard and fast rule. It's not that you're not supposed to set your intentions only on a new moon. You can certainly set them on a full moon. But it's really important about culmination. That you are seen. The full moon is like a gigantic spotlight that shines. And certainly when you wish upon a full moon, there is an extra oomph that mm -hmm. comes with that and emphasis. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to hurt. But I'm talking about the process of manifestation and in terms of lunar cycles. And that's something you want to do with a new moon. And really work on it each month. Mm -hmm. Was there ever a challenge in someone's chart that you were afraid to share? So death. I really do not. I've had clients ask me to predict when a certain relative is going to pass. And I don't touch that with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> um, that is uh, I've also, I had one client, well, let me just say, I don't talk about death, first of all, because I'm not God. Right. And... <laughs> <laughs> There's I, a start. Know, I, right. I can say there is a window of time when this person could pass and I will give them the window, but I will not give specific dates because I 
can totally be off and I have been off and it's, you know, it is really so many different elements where Mm -hmm. each soul charts when they're going to enter and depart earth. So So you can see if someone has a long life or not. Generally. Yeah. Well, you didn't tell me that. So (laughs) (laughs) but I also had one client who came to me who was dying to get pregnant. And I, I said to her that I do. I'm a little more honest about because Pregnancy can go on for several years. The window to get pregnant can go on for multiple years. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, this is not, you can beat yourself up all you want, but your fertility cycle isn't going to happen until 18 months from now. And on one hand, it calmed her down because she realized she needed to relax and enjoy the baby that she had. You know, she was pushing 40 and she really was concerned about her fertility. Right. And I said, this will happen, but it's not going to happen for the next 18 months. And so it's best to just enjoy this beautiful baby boy that you do have right now that you've worked so hard to produce and then come back and talk to me in 18 months or two years and see where you are. And sure enough, she got pregnant two years later. So that's an interesting question. I thought when you have your astrology chart read, you would really only do that one time. So you're saying coming back, you learn more about your chart, how it evolves? Well, yes. So the chart, the the natal chart is fixed. That is the blueprint for your life. Mm -hmm. But my business is driven by uh, repeat clients who come back for forecasts once a year. Some come quarterly, some come twice a year. I had someone yesterday who just wanted a quick half hour check-in. It really depends on what's going on in their life. Mm -hmm. So what I have what's called a solar return reading that I offer. Many astrologers offer this and it's the birthday chart that you are given or that you contract with the universe each birthday. And that tells you what's up for your coming year because the philosophy in astrology is that you're reborn the day before the day of and the day after your birthday each year, and Mm -hmm. it's based on time, date, and location. So you're always going to be that sun sign, but depending on your location that year, it could be a different moon sign, a different rising sign, and then all of the different positions of the planets where they are the day of your birthday. Do you think it's helpful to do a reading on your birthday or around your birthday? Do you have a more powerful reading when people do that, or does it not matter when they come? It's not a matter of power. What I would say is I recommend somebody come three within the three month window prior to their birthday Mm -hmm. because it gives them a heads up of what to expect for the year to come Mm -hmm. 
and I use it in combination with a four-wheel forecasting tool. So I'm getting like the X-ray, the MRI, and the CAT scan, if you will, as much information as possible, including eclipses that could potentially impact the chart. So the person really has the full gamut of what to expect. We're talking about energies and as you move toward your birthday, you start to feel the energy of the incoming year that you're growing into. Mm-hmm. For example, you decide to, to sell your house. That seed gets planted a few months prior to the implementation of your birthday chart for the coming year. And I mean, I'm just using this as an example. And then once your birthday hits, it's like you are in that energy for the new birthday year. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, this is the goal that I want. I want to sell this house and move to the country. And that energy starts to really get going. Oh, interesting. So out of your clients, what percentage are female versus male? Because I know so many women that are fascinated by this, but you don't hear men talking about it much. Now, I I can count on one hand the number of male clients I have. Men are linear, logical, left brain. I think it's left brain. Yeah, they're left brain. They're left brain. Right. And women, if I had to put a percentage to it, I would say 97% is my client base is female. And think about how many men could benefit, especially with business predictions and understanding, you know. Yes. And I did have a new client this past spring or winter, I should say, she had she signed her husband up and had him do a reading after hers. Mm-hmm. And he was awesome. And he was thrilled mm-hmm. with what I was telling him. I think because the nature of, of metaphysical art is not fully accepted in, in the Western world the way mm-hmm. it is in Eastern cultures. Mm-hmm. You go to India and or China and astrology, particularly in India with Vedic astrologers, people consult them all the time regularly for whether it's marriage or business or getting pregnant, any kind of major life event that or desire. And it it has not been embraced fully. It's beginning to be much more fully embraced in the West. But my hope is with this younger generation, I have daughters that are uh, 24 and 27, and the millennials and younger seem really interested in it. I hear it all the time in my yoga classes. They're fascinating, fascinated with it. And I don't know if that's driven by the ease of access with technology and the phone apps or or if it's hardwired into their some of their generational uh, planetary coordinates. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit of both. Because I've also noticed that in California, people are so much more open to this or out west and, mm-hmm. and in the east people keep it quiet. <laughs> yep. That's, that's 
very think, true across the country. Well, is there anything else that you think would be helpful for our audience to know about astrology? It's not to be feared. It is a tool that is for self-empowerment, self-knowledge, self-awareness, and it's an amazing gift. Like anything, it can be misrepresented or misused, but when you go to somebody who's been in practice for a long time, knows what they're doing, has a good reputation, it's really an extraordinary gift. It's so empowering. And Hillary's the real deal. So I strongly recommend everyone contacting you and really learning more about why you do what you do, because it's empowering and it's inspiring. So could you tell them how they can reach you? Yes. Yes. So my website is hillaryharley.com. Hillary has one L, so it's H-I-L-A-R-Y-H-A-R-L-E-Y.com. My email is Hillary1L at HillaryHarley.com, and my phone number is 617-610-1564. Thank you. Well, I really want to thank you for your time. I think this is so fascinating, and I really didn't understand much beyond sun sign before I I spoke with you. I knew my rising sign and my my moon and -hmm. information, but it was extremely helpful for my entire family. I hope everyone takes advantage of just learning a little bit more about yourself because it will explain a lot, and hopefully take away any anxiety so thank you so much hillary and thank you mary Kay. i hope to have you back again thank you so we're going to do a short meditation if you want to close your eyes and find a comfortable place take a deep breath in exhale inhale Exhale. Imagine you're in the most beautiful place in the world. It can be a place where you've already been or a place in your imagination. And try to notice the sounds of nature all around you, the birds, the wind. And now start to notice the smells that might be in this beautiful, spectacular place. The smell of moss on a rock. The rivers flowing through the meadow. Notice the flowers and the trees, the different types of trees. The branches in the sky, clouds, the shape of the clouds. And as you inhale, you're inhaling all this beautiful energy all around you. Nature is incredibly healing. And it senses our energy. 
and allows us to feel calm, comfortable, safe. So continue focusing on your breath, inhaling for five. One, two, three, four, five. Long exhale for six, five, four, three, two, one. Breath in. Breath out. Focus now on your thoughts. Notice your calm thoughts. See how you can focus your thinking to a state of complete calm by meditating on a single word. Meditate now on the word relax. Breathe in, relax. Breathe out, relax. Keep breathing smoothly, regularly, relaxing more and more with each breath. You are feeling so calm, so relaxed, breathing in and breathing out relaxation. Breathe in the relaxation, breathing out tension feeling more and more relaxed with each breath. Now, as you continue relaxing, scan your body. Notice how your body feels. Imagine feeling warmth starting in your hands and feet. And then it starts to spread throughout the body. Soon your hands and feet are soft, getting softer. And it's a pleasant feeling, so relaxing. And feel the warmth as it continues up from your feet, up your legs. Notice your legs softening as if they are melting to a completely relaxed state. And feel the core of your body as the warmth comes from your arms and legs, meets at your stomach. Feel your core relaxing, melting. Imagine that your whole body is very soft. And simply rest, enjoying this relaxation, floating, relaxing. Notice how calm you feel. You are well-loved. You are a beautiful being, full of talent and good energy. You need to contribute to the world with your ideas and your friendships. And when you're ready, slowly bringing awareness back into your body, Feeling the back pressing into the earth or the back of a chair. And now just noticing your surroundings, keeping your eyes closed, and then open 
Be sure to subscribe to Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast, and I hope you'll join us again soon. Namaste.